Get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit. It's 8 o'clock, it's time to party. It's time for Pam Tess's Comedy Clubhouse on MutinyRadio.fm. What? Yeah, we're doing jokes. Yeah, we're fucking around. We're having a great time. Just so everybody knows, in the back, free food for everybody. Yeah! Tonight we have uh, potato skins and fucking... Uh, there's a lot of slaw. There's... There's... Sausages, just stick them right in your mouth. I'm sorry we don't have that. We don't have the bread for the sausages, but just stick the sausages right in your mouth. And it's perfect for tonight because it's just like dick jokes right in your mouth. Like you're expecting anything else out of tonight. Just a bunch of dick jokes in your mouth. But please eat the food because it makes me really sad at the end of the night when I have to throw the food away. There are questionably housed people all over this neighborhood that are like, when does the food go out? And I'm like, I don't know. Why don't we just eat the food? It's so confusing. Uh, this has been a weird week for me. I've been drinking a lot of alcohol, and I accidentally, I didn't accidentally pee in the litter box. I peed in the litter box on purpose, all right? Uh, I was living this week with uh, my boyfriend and a comedian from Massachusetts and myself in a 400-square-foot apartment, which is why I peed in the litter box. Does anyone have a cat that they love? Yeah! I love my cat, and I finally understand how awesome my cat is because I peed in the litter box, and I realized how much volume my actual pee is and because I had to pull it out in clumps. You know, like it was like eight clumps, like into the... Thank God I'm using compostable cat litter. Do you guys know that shit exists? It does. It's made of green tea. <laughs> you just... Your cat litter... Exactly! It's amazing! And you just scoop the cat litter into the toilet and it says on the bag like try not to, to put more than two cat bundles in a you know when you dump it down the toilet try to do more than two but when i peed in the cat litter box it was eight you guys it was eight full <laughs> scoops that's how much human pee what i'm saying is love your cats Okay, all right, I'm bowing right now to the cat with his hand, you know, like the Chinese people do. And the only reason they do that is because the cats take up so little space, and they are so awesome. And people take up so much space, and their pee smells like now cat litter. So it's good, because my house will never smell like my cat's pee, but it will smell like my pee. So that makes me feel better as a person. Here we are at Fantastic Comedy Clubhouse talking about me peeing into a cat box. It's good. I've, uh, has anybody else pooped in the shower before? Right has anybody else? I pooped in the shower. That's happened. 
The problem, it's not a problem because I only eat alcohol. So it's just constantly liquid coming out of my butt into the, it just goes right down the drain. It's nobody's problem. And unless my hair gets caught in the middle of it, which is weird, because I totally try to pull out my hair and stick it on the wall, you know, so I can collect it later and throw it down the toilet. Is anybody else worried about their hair? <laughs> yeah, right? Uh, I have this new thing. My cat has a lot of hair, and uh, I can't do it. I don't, I have a, I don't have like an actual like, uh, they suck up what's it called a vacuum cleaner i don't have a vacuum cleaner but i do have shoes with the, these shoes don't work but i pretty much just walk around in my house and i like try to collect cat fur and uh and i do it's and i make these weird balls of fur and i wag it in front of my cat's face and i'm like this is how you're ruining my life <laughs> and then i throw it into the compost because cat fur is compostable, right? Like it's natural. We can, like, I don't know what to do with the cat fur. I'm a crazy cat lady. I want to take my cat and I want to shave him and I want to knit a sweater out of his fur and I, I want to make him wear it, okay? I'm a crazy cat lady. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this with this fur and I'm going to turn it into a sweater. It's got weird bits of peanuts in it. Where are the peanuts coming from? I don't know. Thai food. Someone's getting in trouble right now. Yes! I love sirens. Uh, I used to, my, my, every time I was a child, my dad would hear a siren and he would say, Pam, it's a drug bust, they're after you. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> and I was like eight. <laughs> and then he, he, but he'd also call me as commie pinko liberal. Every time he invited me to any party and I was there, you know, sipping out of their tiny drinks that they left on the corners, you know, because I was walking around doing that. He'd be like, this is my daughter. She's the commie pinko liberal. And I was like, I would like the rest of your gin rummy. What do you, you guys are playing gin rummy or are we drinking gin? I'm eight. I'd like to drink whatever you guys are having. Sounds fun. You guys are all having a good time. It's good. Uh, my dad gave me this, the best pro tip of my life, uh, which is that if you've been doing cocaine for more than 24 hours, uh, you don't eat your boogers, you smoke them. Hey, San Francisco, I grew up in Danville, all right? That's like, pro tip, rich people telling you how to do your drugs, why? Good stuff. But dad lives in Arizona now. He, uh, they have two, they have their own golf carts. My dad and my mom have separate golf carts uh, because my dad's worried that my mom's gonna get a DUI on our golf cart. <laughs> She took me out about four and a half years ago to look at the Gila monsters or whatever things live in, uh, in, in Arizona. And she was like, we took out big uh, plastic glasses and we split a bottle of Chardonnay. But she had to put ice in hers because she's classy. You know? <laughs> and then we drove around on her thing and we looked at the pigs and the weird deer and the stuff. And I was like... Why do you not support my lifestyle? You're drunk all the time too. Like, what are we doing here? It's just, I guess, it's cool to be an old person who's like retired and drink all the time. But if you like hang out in San Francisco and you drink all the time and work, that's not, somehow that's not okay. I don't know how my parents justify it. It's okay, they're not proud of me. It's cool, it's cool, it's cool. Uh, we're gonna sing a song. 
And then we're going to get started on some motherfucking comedy. If you know how it goes, sing along with me. If you don't, you'll learn. M-U-T-I-N-Y, comedy, clubhouse, comedy. Clubhouse. Comedy. Clubhouse. Together we will bring our jokes up high. Hi, hi, hi. Grandfather OG is killer right now, you guys. M U T I N Y Comedy Clubhouse. You want to come inside my clubhouse? Yay! Yay! You guys are in for a motherfucking treat because your first comedian on the motherfucking clubhouse, he's not even a comedian. Uh, he's been uh, talking about the important things that are happening in the world and the universe. And he's going to espouse, this is more of a TED talk rather than a comedy thing because he's not a comedian. He is an amazing human being who is sharing the message of truth. So everybody clap wildly for truth. And Chris can answer. Thank you. Thank you. I um, thank you very much for that introduction. I um, I am a human being. Uh, no, there's that. Uh, who is it? The uh, the crazy guy. You know, you always give uh, leaves of grass to Walt Whitman. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when you're wooing a lady, you you go Walt Whitman, or you do if she's kind of a dirty girl, you give her Delta Venus. If she reads. Um, I'm already off track. Anyways, Alta California Botanicals. Those fucking pieces of shit. Are, those fucking cocksuckers. Are, are they back or, or do we hate them? They're gone. We, we, don't, we never hate them. Fuck them. <laughs> no, and I say, I say it with love. I'm just ribbing them because I did not expect to be on stage tonight. I really didn't. I was just coming out to support because I love Mutiny. Pam was great to me this last week at the Mutiny Festival. So a lot of you were here. It was wonderful. So I was just coming to hang out, and I was like, since I'm definitely not going on stage, it won't hurt if I take half of this bottle of tincture. <laughs> yeah. And now I feel so weird. I feel so weird. Um, I hope they come back and sponsor. They sponsored the station for a long time, two and a half years, and then they just pulled funding last week. Those fucking cocksucking motherfuckers. No, but I love them, and uh, we, hope, we hope they come back. No, but I'm, uh, it's Walt Whitman uh, who said, uh, do I contradict myself very well, then I contradict myself. I'm large, I contain multitudes. Uh, I'm a human being, I'm well-rounded, and it was a beautiful introduction, but it introduces a 10-minute bit that I'm not doing tonight. Um, so just wake yourselves up for once. Do you know what I'm saying? Just, yeah. Google, Google Babylonian Brotherhood tonight, and uh, don't vote. No, it's all horse shit. Don't get me started. I don't want to do the Bernie Sanders stuff. Feeling the burn in the back. <laughs> Look, I, I don't want to talk. I don't care. I, we'll talk about it then. Bernie Sanders is a cocksucker, okay? <laughs> he is. You have to know that. It's fine if you want to vote for him. Do whatever you want. Your vote doesn't count. Seriously, it goes into a machine. They may or may not count it. It goes to elect a delegate who then sucks the cock of a superdelegate, and then the superdelegate gets invited to Bohemian Grove, and they cut open several babies. 
Yeah, and they do whatever the fuck they want. Your vote is worthless, and the only people who run for president are douchebag pieces of shit. They all fucking suck. Anyone who's ambitious enough to be the leader of the free world and take all these corporations is a piece of shit who's obsessed with having their face on every fucking television. They're a piece of shit, including Bernie Sanders. All of them. Fuck them. <laughs> Fuck you if you vote. Tincture. <laughs> I don't even know if I believe any of this. <sighs> Let's, I just want to talk. I just want to air things out. A lot of weird shit's happening in my life, you know? It makes you think. Like, I don't know if the feds are poisoning me. I have, some, I have strange rashes right now. <laughs> God, <laughs> I got a real bad one under, underneath the tattoo on my left elbow. It's been bothering me for like a month. I think it's radiation, because I live on Treasure Island. <laughs> I'm not allowed, I had to sign a piece of paper saying not to disturb the soil. If I, uh, it's true, if I want to have a plant, you go to the office and you sign a piece of paper that says, I would like to have a plant, and then they deliver clean dirt to your house. <laughs> so you can plant you know, a potter, a pot in your yard where there's a bunch of dirt you can't touch. Um, so that's what I think it is. And then my boss thinks it's dust mites because he's had dust mites before. And they get on your skin and they just, they just create a, a little metropolis where they're just, it's just like the sweet spot. It's a, you know, it's a pretty decent tattoo and it's just like colorful. I'm sure they're just like, oh, look at this place. And uh, you never get rid of them. You can never get dust mites off of you. Never. You can shave off your skin. That's it. But once, you know, you never get them off. So I have dust mites for the rest of my life. I hope the <laughs> I hope the radiation kills them. I do. I hope I, maybe that's what's going on right now. There's just a, a fucking dank Hiroshima happening on my left elbow, <laughs> but at like the microscopic level. So that's bad. Um, if you if you're familiar with uh, my jokes or my life, uh, you know that I enjoy prostitutes. And um, yeah, I mean, who doesn't? Everybody enjoys prostitutes. Just some people. Yeah, and um, but I was trying. I'm trying to be, you know, like maybe it's enough. You know, there's enough material now. I'd like to maybe write material about something else. And uh, so I was trying to be good, you know, just taking a break. This is all just off the cuff. This is my actual fucking life. I'm so, I'm so high. Uh, so I uh, went to Doc's Lab Monday. I was super excited. It's the first time I've ever been allowed to host it, and it went decently. So just you know, riding a wave of success just floated down to Union Square, like without even thinking about it. I just naturally walked to Union Square, thinking about other stuff. And I sat down at Union Square, and I smoked a bowl, like right on the busy street walking corner. I was like, oh, well, I'll just I'll see the ladies for the night, and then I'll go home, get on the bus. And the most exquisite girl just walks up to me. And I'm like, ah, oh, fuck, here we go. And she's like, hey, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm just smoking a bowl, then I'm going home. She's like, well, let's go to my place and have a real party. I was like, no, I can't. Oh my God, she was so exquisite. And I was like, no, I really can't. I don't have any money on me. Just, uh, you know, you're so beautiful. I don't want to waste your time. She's like, come on, come on. She's like, I'll give you a discount. We talk, we smoke a bowl. I don't know why it happens. You know, I made God laugh at Doc's lab and he sent a little angel. And um, <laughs> I, I seriously, I didn't want it to happen. I, I just like bragged to my friend Elvis, who's in Florida. Uh, he's been celibate all year, and it's like a contest, and I was like, I'm back on board. I'm celibate again. Like, we bragged to each other, like, I haven't had sex in weeks. Fuck you, motherfucker. And, uh, because that's real. Like, anybody, anybody can fucking suck your fucking life away. 
trust me, I've been doing it. But to be celibate on purpose and like look your homie in the eye and be like, fuck you, man, I heard you got your dick wet last night, pussy. <laughs> You're weak. Uh, and so I was like, I was, it was, I was happy that nothing was gonna happen but me. And uh, so we went to the hotel room. She was just amazing. You know, she danced and then, you know, we did all the fucking and sucking. And uh, usually that's it. Like once you come, that's it. You know, there's not a real hour in the industry. <laughs> you just, and then you're, get out of here. And, uh, but she didn't. She was like, hey, I'm going to take a shower, but relax on the bed. I'll come back and give you a massage. And I was like, you're like 21. Why? Look at me. What are you doing with your life? <laughs> But she's, I'm telling you, she's beautiful. She's a beautiful person. She's really happy. She was like, let me give you my private number and uh, I'll just call you when you're back, you know, when I'm back in town. I was like, no, please don't. Okay. <laughs> That's fine. So, I mean, they, they brought me back in the game. I hate it. She, she texted me tonight. I'm so high. You guys know I'm going to do it, right? <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Like, tell Gorman I love him, but <laughs> she's like 21. I'm 43, so that's going on in my life. I know I'm a disgusting piece of shit. I have a great job that I fucking hate. Um, I do. I just hey, I'm a, I wait tables in a diner, and my boss is like the coolest person in San Francisco. He's so cool. He loves comics. 20% off New Village Cafe for stand-up comics. Yeah. 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 Free coffee. You can just sit there and write in your little notebook. Create comedy gold. It's great. And. Uh, He's a wonderful person, but because he's a wonderful person, we're like really nice to people. We give him discounts. So we give all these fucking emotionally needy, lonely fucking pieces of shit, you know, a $6 price on a fucking $13 meal, and they send it back because it's fucking, yeah. And I'm like, look, you fucking degenerate piece of shit. You should be fucking eating out of the trash, you fucking cocksucker. But we're in here trying to have a good time and talk about politics, and I'm so tired of people talking about politics. Fuck Bernie if I didn't say that earlier. <laughs> Fuck Trump. Fuck all of them. Just sick of hearing about it. My God. Isn't there a little white girl missing yet? Anybody, anybody been attacked by a shark? When was the last time there was a fucking earthquake on the news? Guarantee you that. Look, I'm real sorry about all this. I, I am. I feel... I feel much better having unburdened myself. And uh, boy, it'd just be a real personal favor to me if you could just not think about me at all between 10 and midnight tonight. That would be great. <laughs> Don't think about him anymore. He's like the he's like the white polar bear when you're like, don't think about white polar bears. Don't think about Chris Kanatzer ever having sex with underage, not underage. They're 21. They know what they're doing, right, women? Yay! Yay! All right, our next comedian. I'm very excited that he's here and joining us. His beard is luxurious and amazing. It is. And he's, uh, he appears all over San Francisco. He's a hilarious guy. You guys, put your hands together for John Gallagher. Hello, mutiny. We're going to live forever. <laughs> yeah. No one will die. Yeah. Isn't, isn't that the best thing to say when everybody's drunk and going to drive home? Like, isn't that the fucking best? He goes, come on, man. If you got to fucking operate machinery after this, the fuck? 
not great. That's okay. If you didn't like that, that's fine. Uh, you shouldn't, because my opinions really don't matter, and that is because I am a professional Segway tour guide, uh, and that's that is a hilarious thing to say. <laughs> Uh, and that's okay. Uh, segways are for douchebags. Uh, if you ever do one, a lot of times you do tours with people, and they pay $70. Some people travel from Europe to ride a scooter around a city, and who the fuck knows why. But sometimes you meet the saddest people in the world uh, on the, doing these things. And there's a story about this. I reached the end of one of my Segway tours, and this man approaches me and goes, John, that Segway tour we went on was one of the greatest things I've ever done in my life. Wow, right? Like, who, what about my feelings? What about my day, dude? If a Segway tour is even in the top 20 things in your life, what we will do is we can put together a special discount package where I will give you a Segway, but you have to take it off the Golden Gate Bridge. Uh, you, you have to die because your life is better as a metaphor about technology ruining San Francisco than for you to live anymore. You don't know how to use your life. That's a thing. Uh, I have a new watch. You guys see this shit? I gotta fucking do, peep this, babies. I did a show. What? Part of the symbol of opulence. Uh, yeah, that's right, baby. And I'll figure. <laughs> and you're gonna hear how I got this shit. Uh, I was in Chico. Weird start, I know. Surprised me too. Uh, and I get very drunk because when you do comedy and you get Chico, they pay you in alcohol. You drink all the drinks. That's how it works. That's the law. Uh, end of the show. I look at a lady's watch and I go, can I see your watch? Give me your watch. And she goes, here, take it, hold on to it. So I put on the watch and then I continually throughout the night, because I'm afraid I'm gonna forget, go, hey, I have your watch. Check it out, I have your watch. And I'm being kind of a dick about it. I go home because I black out and I wake up and I got a nice new watch, guys. Hey, so I, st I stole, I robbed a person. I politely robbed a lady. Had a good set, won a watch. Uh, so if you know anybody in Chico missing a hopefully fake Rolex, uh, <laughs> then uh, you can yeah, go uh, give it back. If you're in Chico and listening to this, uh, help your friend out. Come on. Uh, the other thing, too, is you meet uh, weirdos. And it's always funny to meet, when you do comedy at this level, it's funny to meet people that want to have sex with you. That's always hilarious. Uh, and we met this lady that was in a wheelchair that wanted, that made it very known that she wanted to get fucked by everybody. Um, and that's cool until she lets us, she gives us a ride in her car and her car is a van with no back seats and a mattress in the back. <laughs> Have you ever been afraid of being raped and murdered by somebody in a wheelchair? Cause you don't, I mean, they obviously have, she obviously has some tricks up her sleeves, just rolling around with a dirty mattress in the back of a fucking van, willing to fuck dirty pieces of shit from the road. Uh, so we're riding in this thing, and the person I'm with lies down, and at one point, this lady goes, I can hear his dick rolling around. Like, wait, what? Who is this monster? Like, this. Also, are you like the Rumpelstiltskin of like wheel puns? Does everything have to be about wheels? That's like your life just dropping off wheel puns all day. It's like, oh, you look like you're tired, like these tires. Guess we better get to burning rubber, you know? It's like, what? Are you, you little gremlin, gremlin lady. It's nice. Uh, I'm a bald man. I feel good about that. All right, walking everybody. Sorry about that. Okay, well, okay, that's good. <laughs> Uh, 
It's, so it's funny when you look like this and you move to San Francisco, San Francisco goes, uh, get the fuck out. We don't want you. Uh, go home. You're ruining our city. Uh, but it's so one thing, it's nice you walk in and uh, the bear community embraces you because you go, John, you're a bear, you chubby, hairy man. <laughs> gay. It's like, that's okay because even though I am not gay, it's nice to know that there is an entire sexual genre just dedicated to me, right? <laughs> just letting myself go. Like, isn't that fucking incredible? I just get fatter and hairier and just become a better bear. <laughs> I'm just better at it. So if like anybody finds me and I'm like way grossly overweight with like a Hagrid length fucking horrible thing, they used to be like, Jesus Christ, man, are you depressed or what is this? And I'm like, nah, man, I'm just getting sexier. That's all this is. <laughs> Somebody's Googling this and jagging it right now. That's good. I said a lot of offensive things, so I'm sorry if I come off as ableist. I don't mean to be. Sometimes I get offended too, bros and broettes. Right? So I'll be some, sometimes you're, you're not used to getting offended, but there was a person that came up on stage and said some things that hurt me very much, okay? They were talking about their pets. Seems pretty, seems pretty easy, right? But they talk about their dog. Their dog was named Garfield, and their cat's name was Odie. Now, if you are a super fan of the 1970s comic cartoon classic Garfield, you know, two simple rules. <laughs> Garfield's the fucking cat, dude. Garfield's the cat. Odie's the dog. Garfield's the cat. Odie's the dog. John's a man. John's a piece of shit, by the way. Fuck John Arbuckle. Yeah, fuck John Arbuckle. I'm yeah. Garfield is nothing but an amazing cartoon about how a man has had less interesting things to say than a cat and dog have had to think. That is, anyway, John is a man. Garfield's a cat. Odie's a dog. Garfield, oh man, he hates Mondays, bro. He fucking hates that shit. Odie's stance on Mondays, yet to be determined. You're not really fucking. He kind of goes everywhere with fucking his stance on Mondays, dude. What does Odie think about lasagna? Garfield loves that shit. Garfield loves lasagna. Odie, he'll fucking eat it. He's stupid. John, who gives a fuck? Garfield's a cat. Dog is Odie. John is a man. Heathcliff is a fucking alley cat, bro. You remember that shit? Remember that fucking comic Heathcliff, dude? He's a fucking cat who lives in an alley. He fucking loves every day, especially if that day's trash day, bro. He's sitting around nom nom nomming on a delicious fish bone, bro. He loves it. Heathcliff's an alley cat. Garfield's a cat. Garfield loves lasagna. John loves lasagna, but fuck John. Odie's a dog. Snoopy. What's Snoopy? He's a domestic terrorist. You can't trust that fucking dog. He found a way to weaponize a wooden shed. He's, he fights the Red Baron for America, but we also used to fight with the Taliban. Don't trust him. The fuck? Anyway, guys, I've been John. Thanks. John Gallagher, defying everything you knew as a child. Absolutely. Oh, he's they're taking art off the walls. No, he bought that piece. That was great. Uh, the art on the wall. The art on the wall is from uh, Zach Wiseman, who's also known as a comedian, but now he's an artist. I don't know. You can see him on Vice or whatever. He's going to be on TV or whatever. Oh, I know. All you guys are going to be on TV. I I I had such a butthurt day when I heard that that all happened because I was like, I wasn't invited. And everyone's like, it was on the internet everywhere. And I was like, I don't have the internet. And they're like, 
Pam, learn, get a smartphone. What kind of stupid bitch are you? Why don't you have a smartphone? I could be a much more important comedian if I did. Your next comedian is a very important comedian. And he was just on the Mutiny Radio uh, comedy festival and fucking murdered it. And is a super awesome human being. I hope he go back someday to the station, but he does things everywhere. And the Toyota commercial, I hope it comes back because I just <laughs> so on the coffee table. I want to be you. Everybody, put your hands together. It's Clay Newman. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, Pam, you're just you're too classy for that level of work. Like you just don't have enough schlub in you to get commercial work. Uh, this is this is disgusting, John. This is the sweatiest thing I've ever. I could smell that it's not rain. Ugh. <laughs> Gross, man. Um, wash my hands. All right. Uh, <laughs> I like how this is worse than like I just I ate a cold hot dog dipped in cold cheese earlier. I'm not really worried about the hat. <laughs> I was trying to think of how to actually make a meal out of what the fuck's going on back there because we have chicken, coleslaw, sausages, no bread, no plates. What the fuck do you do with that? There's half a fork left over there. If I got two wide enough chicken patties, I can maybe get something going. I can maybe get kind of a chicken patty sandwich. I don't know. I missed the tincture party earlier, apparently. Chris is very stoned. Uh, it's fun to see Chris Kadatzer get that level of high because you could just rob him. You could just take stuff from him right now. like. I'm inspired by John. If Chris has a watch, I'm going home with it tonight. Oh, man. So I'm a... <laughs> what happened there? Uh, <laughs> that was... God damn it, Greg. Um, it's something like... That's the laugh of the nerdiest bully in school. Like, I don't understand. Like, it's menacing but nerdy at the same time. All right. No more crowd work. Gonna do jokes. <laughs> Played that out. Gonna pull a muscle making stretches like that. All right. Um, I uh, I'm kind of having a hard time coming to terms with the fact that we live in what is supposed to be the tech capital of the world, and at the same time, nobody has even tried to invent a bed that you could pee into. Nobody's even tried. <laughs> Who wouldn't buy that? That sounds amazing. Like, it wouldn't take much. I'm not an inventor, but give me like a, a hole and a bucket and some air freshener. We can make things happen. <laughs> a detachable funnel for the ladies. I don't know. I don't know how vaginas work. <laughs> no. <laughs> No, yeah, it's uh, you know, that's I'm, I'm just I'm just an idea man, all right. I'm not, I'm not an engineer per se, just a man with a dream, being too lazy to get up and pee. A wonderful dream where I don't have to get up and pee. Uh, I, uh, I have a horrible, 
horrible diet. I was like way too happy to eat that cold hot dog earlier. Um, I'm gonna go back for the second half. Uh, I don't know why I cut it, like just to give myself hope that I wasn't gonna eat the whole thing. I'm gonna eat the whole thing. The lady at the KFC Taco Bell, which is the best combination of fast foods. I've been to a KFC Pizza Hut. What the fuck do you do with that? How, how do I, as an individual, enjoy fried chicken? They don't do pizza by the slice. It's bullshit. I'm a lonely man. I'm clearly going into a combination fast food restaurant. I don't have many friends. The lady behind the counter saw me come in, got an excited look, and said, hello, Clay. And I've never been more depressed in my entire life. It, I've never felt so low. It was really bad. Because it's not from comedy. It's because she has to get our name to call out the receipt number. Because it's really embarrassing, you guys. Uh, I'm at that level of my diet where if I eat fast food once a day, I'm going to start losing weight. Like, if I bring it back to once a day, I'm going to be trim. It's going to be amazing. Uh, yes, this is sad. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I really appreciate all you hanging out. This is cool. Like, I see some new faces. I see some comics. Uh, you're here. You're having fun. You're facing the right direction, which is huge. <laughs> I really appreciate that. You'd be surprised how often in comedy that's not a factor. Uh, and maybe I'm just not strong enough to handle it, but like I have, I have musician friends and I've seen them play rooms where nobody cared. And if I'm a musician and nobody's paying attention to me, that's fine. I could just rehearse my songs. But this, with nobody, pay, nobody paying attention, like that's not rehearsal. This isn't rehearsal. This is schizophrenia. Do you realize that? Like, <laughs> This is a mental disorder. It's that age-old question. If a comic tells a dick joke in the woods and no one's around to hear it, did I take too many mushrooms? I don't know. But nobody invites me camping anymore. That's all I know. Uh, I'm a I'm a big fan of the the hallucinogens. I like I like that. I like making life a journey. You know, it it, it is. You're on a journey. The last time I did mushrooms, I went on a two hour journey to tie my shoes. <laughs> Does the bunny go around the hole? I don't remember. <laughs> Do you know how that journey ended, you guys? Sandals. Ended in sandals. <laughs> Did not complete that journey, y'all. Uh, and it is important to remember that you're on a journey because while you are in this amazing place, everybody else still in the regular place and you may be very annoying to them. That's important to know. They may not want to hear about which Power Ranger you think is the coolest. I remember being at a party once so I had a bit too much acid and I was walking down this like tight hallway and I saw... This beautiful woman walking towards me, just gorgeous. And she was, like, I don't mean beautiful in a sexual way. I mean beautiful in, like, a, like, her aura was a color of teal that I had never seen before. It was, like, bordering on periwinkle. It was beautiful. 
I wanted to express that to her. I wanted to tell her how she was making me feel, but words weren't working. Words were failing me. And I figured, what other form of expressions do I know? How about the expression of dance? <laughs> and so as she's coming down the hallway, I just start giving her this little shit. <laughs> and the most amazing thing happened. She started doing it back. It was crazy. It was crazy. And we kind of do like a semicircle, and then we both just pass each other. We both just leave, and I wanted to know what that meant. What did that beautiful woman tell? I was replaying it uh, in my head not too long ago, trying to figure out what that meant, and I realized while I was dancing my little heart out, it is entirely possible that she was just trying to get around me. <laughs> She's just trying to avoid it responses like, ha, ah, you're beautiful, but not for fucking, ah. <laughs> So you gotta be careful out there. Uh, <laughs> there's all sorts of weird drugs. Like I, I've never tried like anything like harder than cocaine. Uh, and that's like, I don't need to, <laughs> that's the sound of somebody on cocaine right there. That is the joyful giggle of a coke user. I, I wish you could dabble in it like weed. I wish you could, like I love being able to smoke a little bit of weed and go to the movies. You can't do a bump and then go watch the Avengers. That's not a thing. You're fucking angry and horny. Like, oh, I don't know how to feel about Thor. <laughs> People take cocaine so excessively. You, people buy a gram of cocaine and they treat it like it's a pint of Ben and Jerry's and they don't own a freezer. <laughs> so we gotta get this in us tonight! No, man, it'll stay. We could leave it. No, if we leave it, my roommates will get it. <laughs> that was super lazy pantomime on my end. That was really... That was neither ice cream or cocaine. That, if anybody's eating ice cream or doing cocaine like that, cut them off. That's too much of whatever they're doing. They have Parkinson's and they need to stop. Um, <laughs> it's the day of my first comedy special. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know if there's ever gonna be a comedy special for me, but I like to think that someday you guys will be watching Comedy Central and. Maybe you'll think of the time you saw me here, and maybe you'll say to yourselves, hey, I wonder if that Clay Newman guy is watching Comedy Central, too. <laughs> Someday, y'all. Give it up for your wonderful host, Pam Benjamin. Clay Newman, keep it going for him. Yes. Go, go watch his commercial. He makes more money than all of us. It's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. For next comedian. So we're doing things weird tonight, weirdly, because I know about grammar. Uh, so we have two headliners tonight, and your first headliner is going to be up next because he has to go to an amazing show called Cheaper Than Therapy that happens every Thursday, Friday, and Saturday night uh, at a theater on Sutter. It's the... 
the Shelton Theater on Sutter, and it's sold out like every time. So you guys are lucky to see him here right now because there's a bunch of hipsters waiting in line with their tickets that they already bought on whatever thing they did. But you get to see him right now for the mere price of $5. It's amazing. Buy more beers in the back. He's going to do 20 minutes. Hey, Bodie, it's nice to see you. Nice to see you. You guys are going to enjoy... You're not just gonna enjoy it. You're gonna love. You're gonna. You're gonna want to fuck this guy after a set. Cause he. I would hope so. You're so funny. Funny supersedes everything. What does every bitch say on Tinder? I want a guy who's funny. And you're like swipe. I don't. I've never internet dated, so I don't even know what direction you're supposed to swipe. But I would always swipe in the positive direction for your next comedian, Scott Simpson. <laughs> Pam, you definitely oversold me. <laughs> you did a, did a good job of making me sound better than I am. Uh, when Clay was talking about cocaine, I was thinking about cocaine. <laughs> it was a weird coincidence. Clay, are you here? Hi, Clay. Where's Clay? Oh, there you are. You're the only person in here who looks like a failed racquetball player. You're easy to see. Uh, but like you were good for a minute. You were great for a minute. And that injury took you out. Almost won silver in Cannes? I don't know where they have the finals. But somewhere in France, <laughs> definitely. Uh, when Clay was talking about cocaine, I was thinking about my four-month love affair with cocaine. Uh, thank you. Thank you. <sighs> cocaine is weird for me. Cocaine didn't make me feel any different. It just increases the chances to 80% that I will wake up with my nose in a stranger's asshole. <laughs> One time it was Chris Kinnett. That's not true. That's not true. I would never fall asleep in your asshole, bro. You'd never wake up. I'd never wake up. <laughs> just so, it's just so matted. Just so matted. God, I imagine like if you had a tram stamp, it would be like the coexist bumper sticker. <laughs> Is this a Volkswagen? No, it's Chris's ass. Uh, I, I'd be cool with waking up. No, I wouldn't be cool with waking up in your ass. It'd be a lot. Of, it'd be a long conversation at the diner the next day. Uh, I didn't like cocaine. Uh, it ended for me on uh, um, Sunday morning, 10:30 in the morning, in the Tenderloin District of San Francisco. When I snapped back into consciousness, having been doing stuff all night, clearly, evidently, I was still walking. I didn't have my jacket and I didn't have my phone. So I spent uh, the next hour, based on the only memory that I had of that night, which was that I had remembered that I was in a massage parlor, which I've never been in before or since. Never been in one before or since. Uh, I'm not garbage, like Chris Knetzer. That's not true. <laughs> That's not true, I'm garbage. Different garbage, different garbage. Different bins, We're both, we both go out on the same morning, different bins. Uh, I, I woke, I just snapped back into consciousness having realized that I lost my phone probably in massage parlors. So I went up and down the streets of the Tenderloin, pounding on all the doors of all the massage parlors I could find, like, give me my phone. <laughs> like the, the world's nerdiest zombie. Just give me, give me my phone. And they were like, no, I can't believe I didn't get murdered, but they didn't have it. Nope. An hour later, I found my phone in the back pocket. It was fine. Um, so I thought my problems were over, and then I went to uh, then I went to an ATM. I was like, "Hey ATM, give me some money." And the ATM was like, "No." And I was like, "What? What? What? Why can't you give me any money, ATM?" And so I looked on my 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 newly discovered telephone and found that I had spent uh, eight hundred dollars at the massage parlor. Oh. 
400 on me and 400 on my brand new friend who I don't remember meeting, talking to, or ever having interacted with. I only know him because he entered his phone number into my phone as Jeffrey Korean Asian brother. <laughs> Texted me once, yo, that was amazing. <laughs> and I was like, I gotta, I gotta slow down. Drugs are not for me. Look at this face, this is not a cocaine face. This is like a, this face, this face is like, the, if you saw this face on a bus station billboard with the words below it that just said, the problem, you'd be like, yeah, I get it. Like, he is the worst thing about San Francisco. Get on a white bus, asshole. I get it. I know I have that face. It's nice, though. I feel like in San Francisco, I walk around with this face, and I just look at everybody else who has this face. It looks like everybody, it looks like there's just all these other me's out there living alternate lives. Like, oh, wow, there's me with an Asian girlfriend. Oh, there's me with an Asian girlfriend. There's me with an Asian girlfriend. Change it up, me's. It's more than Asian. It's fine. I don't know. I don't, I don't have an Asian girlfriend. I have an Asian wife. Ex-wife. Thank you, by the way, for joining us from, for joining us from the Starship Enterprise. I appreciate that. You know you're going to be the first one to die, right? That's how that... that am I the only... What's that? Oh, TNG. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Wow. We got deep, deep cuts. Deep cut. You're beyond me already. I don't get it. You have a ring on your middle finger. Wow. Are you married to shitty fashion? I'm sorry. <laughs> what a dick. Why would I say that? I would never say that. I'm sorry. That's terrible. Uh, especially for somebody. I, like, look at me. Like, you guys, like, I look out at you guys, and you guys, I just see, like, a sea of various flavors of cool. Like, people who, you know, like, just cool, all, like, everywhere. Like, just, just everybody. And I think about myself, and I'm like, I am not, I have never been cool. I've never been cool. I've only ever wanted everybody to like me. If you step on my foot on the bus, I say I'm, so, I'm sorry. I don't want anybody... <laughs> Do you know, like, I don't want anybody to be offended by my, pre even just by my foot in their way. Like, I don't want them to, to be upset. And I feel like uh, whenever I hang out with cool people, I never know what to do. Like, I never, I, I feel like I've just arrived from a country where, like, all we do is eat apples and look at the yard tree. And then I show up and you, and like, cool people are like, let's throw needles at a house. Or I don't know what... <laughs> You know, I don't know what could, like, let's kill a frog. Like, I don't know why or, like, where it's coming from. Like, pianos are for five. I don't know. I don't know. I just, it's weird. It's a mystery to me what's cool and what's not cool. I do know what's one thing that's not cool. Uh, marijuana's not cool. It's not cool. It's not cool. I mean, you can do it. It's fine. Like, you can, I mean, everybody in here is probably doing it, right? <laughs> like, you're high as fuck, right? Yeah, that's cool. You drank tincture. I've never heard anybody refer to drinking tincture before. I know it's not cool. Like I, like I said, I've never been cool. Like I was so uncool in middle school that I was, I was too scared to listen to Pink Floyd's The Wall. <laughs> it's true. I was, I was like, hey, leave the, leave the teachers alone. Give them, give them a break. But I got high. I got fucking high. Like I was in my town. I live in Burlingame. The uncoolest. I get it. The worst. I live in Burlingame, and I saw two, like, the mommest moms in the world, like, ponytail, side panel, minivan, 
like going to pick up their kids. One looked at the other, like adjusted her high-waisted pants and said, should we, let's do dabs. I was like, okay. It's not cool. It's not cool. Find something else to be cool about. It's not cool. Like Pam, I uh, very much enjoy drinking alcohol. I love you, Pam, by the way. I love you. Give it up for Pam. Give it up for Pam. What a wonderful person. Deeply, deeply broken. Deeply broken. Yeah, me too. I, I'm the worst, and I like to drink a lot. Like, I drink, I drink, I drink a lot. Like, I'm good at drinking. My friends started to subtly hint that I'm too good at drinking. Uh, they're like, you should stop drinking. Yeah. Oh, should we? Oh, fuck. You and me? You and me get married? How fast would we be dead? I think <laughs> we'd be dead so fast. <laughs> It'd be like, <laughs> no, no, no. That's cool. Yeah. Um, I think we'd, we would, we would be dead really soon. Uh, I, I like to drink a lot. And so I, I just realized I need to take a break from drinking. So, uh, I started to, I stopped drinking for so far, like 10 days. Oh my God. I know it's horrible. It's horrible, but you get it. Yeah. Exactly. You're like, I don't care. Oh, fuck you. I don't care. It's great. Uh, one thing, like, somebody was like, hey, don't worry. It's amazing. You know what? I stopped drinking for a month. I lost 20 pounds. That's all I did. I just stopped drinking and did everything the same. Just lost 20 pounds. It fell off of me. It was like my water broke. It just, whoosh, just fell off me, except instead of a baby, I had a new me. I was like, fuck you, dude. Like, I know that that's not going to happen to me because when I, like, when I don't drink, I'm just at home watching Netflix rediscovering the candy bars of high my high school you know years like oh they still make a snicker like this is amazing i love eating candy bars i love eating candy bars greg fuck you and that's what i do when i'm not drinking when i'm drinking like a night of drinking with me like i wake up like face down on a beach i don't know where i am a crab's got my wallet i have to <laughs> get my wallet it's full of money that's not American money. I run for a bus, like the bus has a number I've never seen before. I get on the bus, there's live chickens on the bus. I sit down next to a guy, he's got no teeth. I look back, it's my mom. I look back, it's my son shaking me awake. Dead, dead, gotta go to school. I wake up, I put my pants on, I put like half a shirt and some Crocs on. I walk my kid to school. Like, I'm the only person, like, I'm the only person there who's got like three hand stamps on his hand from the club the night before. Everybody else has like got their shirts tucked in in their pants and they're like database IBM hello to the let's go Volkswagen and I'm like barely awake I drop my child off I walk back to my house I remember that I parked my car 10 miles away I get in the cab I get in the cab I go to an ATM stop at the ATM go back in the ATM go to my car realize I still probably can't drive so I walk around have breakfast come back drive home how am I going to lose weight if I don't have that? <laughs> you know, like that, that night, like that regimen. Um, I, I want to be able to drink because I love to drink. I love to drink in regular bars. I like, like diet bars. One place that I don't like is becoming more and more popular in San Francisco, the speakeasy style fancy bar. Thank you. Everybody just became a sassy black lady. Mm, mm. Fuck that. 
Fuck the bow ties. Fuck the bow ties and all that. Like, every drink is $20. They're never called anything regular like Joe's or any Irish name. They're always like, Andrew or Salt. (laughs) Your friends are like, let's go to Andrew. They make a drink so good it's invisible. You're like, okay, cool. Where is it? Where is it? Oh, it's a pop-up. It's in a different place every night. Last night it was in the back of a Burger King. Tonight it's in the middle of an intersection. Can I, can I just, can I just walk in? No! You have to climb into a fake dumpster, shit the password, and then hope they let you in. If you get inside, the bartender's standing there, fucking bow tie, suspenders, handlebar mustache, tiny xylophone for some reason. Whatever. We go to different fancy bars. Welcome to Andrew. Cool, can I, have a, can I have a gin and tonic, please? No! You give me a color and a childhood emotion and I'll whip something up for you. <laughs> Fuck you. Drink whiskey. Don't like fancy stuff. Like, I'm, I'm 41 years old. Oh, thank you. I do look very young for my age. Uh, thank you, Hector. I appreciate that. I know. I'm a white guy. I'm a white man, which means that any day now, I'm going to look in the mirror and staring back is going to be an old lady bird. <laughs> going to happen because everybody else kept the important piece of information from us white guys. Uh, you should moisturize once in a while. <laughs> like you guys, anybody other than a white guy for moisturizer. As a gay guy for moisturizer, he's got it. You ask a black guy for moisturizer, he's got it. You ask a woman for moisturizer, she's like, uh, what's it for? Your hands, your feet, your legs, your arm, your torso, the neck, the back of your neck, your T-zone, your forehead, your balls, your balls. <laughs> Why my balls? I just want to be prepared. Missed out on that. I'm going to look gross. Right now, I've, you know, whatever. It's fine. Still, though, at 41, I feel like, I feel like, if, like when you turn 40 and you start to get into middle age, like that's when you're supposed to get into like stuff that's on expensive magazines at the airport, like cigars and brandy. I don't know. I don't, I don't give a shit. Like I, the fancy bars, I hate them. Stretch limousine, <laughs> it's the worst thing in the world. Stretch limousine. Do you remember when you were a kid and you're like, oh my God, a stretch limousine. Is it Brad Pitt? Is it a high-powered businessman? And then the door opens, there's some jackass in a windbreaker. I'm like, wow, it's a bummer. You learn later in life that stretch limousines are only rented by boys on prom night who want to lock down a fingering. That's it. That's all they're for. That's what the, I guarantee within a five mile radius of here right now, there is not a high powered business deal going down in the back seat of a stretch limousine. Somebody's definitely getting fingered in the back seat. Also, fun fact, uh, fingering was invented in the back of a stretch limousine. (laughs) Dr. Thad Hibbing invented it in 1952. He was actually developing a new kind of nylon, came across it by accident. That's how invention works. You don't know. You don't know what you're going to find. <laughs> it's trying to develop a fabric, developed a new way to uh, put a thing in a, th- in a lady. <laughs> I was almost killed by a stretched limousine, <laughs> which is like probably, like what a horrible way to die. Like what, like that's, like, d- d- like is there a douchier way to die than to be killed by like being run over by a stretched limo? Like, do you hear about Scott? <laughs> like, How'd he die? It was super douchey? It was super douchey. What, did, 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 
Did Guy Fieri hit him with a hoverboard? No. <laughs> it was run over by a stretch limousine. I was walking past a parking lot, and uh, the stretch limo was coming out, and it just, like, it didn't stop, and it just hit me. And, like, not hard, not hard, but enough to make me freak out. And, and I made this sound. <laughs> you don't know what your panic noise is going to be until you're in a panic situation. Like, I thought my panic noise would be something like, well, hold on, or like, wait a minute. But it was, ah! and, uh, and I turned to look at the driver uh, of the stretch limousine, who was not wearing, like, what you'd expect. I don't know what I expect, like a feather or something. Like, he was just wearing, like, stupid clothes. And he looked at me, and I was expecting an apology. And instead, he rolled down the window, leaned out, and yelled, I was looking at my phone. <laughs> which I thought was a weird way to say that. <laughs> a strange way to apologize. It'd be like if I came home to my girlfriend, she's like, where were you? And I was like, I was having sex with another woman. <laughs> but I almost got hit by a stretch limousine. That's all. <sighs> Divorced. Turned into Chris John for a second. <laughs> Divorced. <laughs> Uh, I was married for, for 16 years. I don't know. Yeah, you were married. Yeah. We both were married once. I was only 13 13 is a long time. 16, is a, 16 is, a, is a human who's been through puberty. 16 is a 10th grader. I was married to my wife for a 10th grader. Uh, and, you know, it was fine. Uh, but now I'm not married anymore. And... Uh, <laughs> You, you making that sound made me realize that I want uh, the move that Clay was making before, that fun dance move, I want that as my ringtone. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Like, I think I'm going to have to commission a composer to make whatever you're doing with your body into a ringtone. I think it's like, I think it's like, involves like a, like a bass guitar and a trombone. I think that's what, <laughs> that's what that sounds like in my head to see you move like that. That's what I want. Uh, but I've been divorced for a long time, and or I've been married for a long time, recently got divorced, and um, I don't, I haven't been on a date in a very long time. This is true. Thank you, Greg. Uh, go fuck yourself. Last time I went on a date, the last time I was on like a real date was 1996. It's 20, you just made a face like you just like smelled and lemon's asshole. I don't know what that means. <laughs> It was like bitter and sour at the same time. Ugh. I agree. Oh, I agree. I don't know what to do. 1996, the last date I went on, we went rollerblading, and then she puked up Zima. You don't even get that reference. You're so young, you don't even get that reference. That's how mad I am. It's been a long time. So I don't know uh, what to do on a date with a woman uh, because it's been a long time. It's been 20 years. Uh, people are like, hey, you excited to go out with... Uh, with a young, 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 well, young woman, like a younger lady? Uh, no, I'm not excited <laughs> to go out with a younger woman. I don't want to go out. I want to go out with a fucking older woman. I don't want a, like a 23-year-old. I want like a 55-year-old. <laughs> I am down with a 55. Because, you know, I like, to, I like to like ask before I have sex, like, just tell me how you come. Like, I don't want it to be, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't want it to be like, 
Like, um, I got a blindfold and it's a pinata race to make you come. Like, I, I don't know what that means. Like, it's, my, dick, my dick is definitely not the pinata stick in that metaphor. I think my dick is the pinata. My dick is shaped like Dora the Explorer and is filled with candy. Uh, but I don't, I just, I just want to, I just, just ask up front, like, how do you, like, how do you come, wh what do you do? And when you ask, when I've asked in the past, uh, a, a younger woman, that like a 27-year-old woman, that she'll, she'll say something like, well, you know, it depends. I just like, you know, to see how it goes and feel how we connect and see if, if, if everything's working. And then more nonsense like that. If you ask like a 55-year-old woman, she'd be like, lick this side of my pussy while reciting these three lines from the movie Brian's song over and over while I smoke a cigarette. I'm like, thank you, Nancy. I know how to make you come now. Thank you, guys. I'll see you later. Scott Simpson, he's a genius of comedy. Yes! So uh, what's happening right now is that Steve Poggi, he's right now in uh, uh, St. Louis, but he said something that will be smart is to have a headliner and then to give everyone a 10-minute break. And then we're going to come back with another comedy show that's going to be, uh, the lineup's going to be, we got, we got Angela, Julian, Jeff Alpers, Roman Leo, and Joe Gorman. But right now, everyone gets to smoke a cigarette. But once the door is closed, none more of this ka-chunk, 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 all right? So right now, everybody go outside, enjoy the music, smoke cigarettes, and when you come back in, you're gonna stay for the second hour of comedy and uh, clap for Zunzu doing the ones and twos. Yay! Well, they should go to trialta.com to see the six different kinds of cannabinoids that are all distilled for their medicinal needs. Yes, and they're so wonderful. Have you heard about the CBN? Did you even know this existed? Is that like waffles? No, CBN is the cannabinoid in the plant that makes you fall asleep. Weed to make you sleep. Yeah. Does that put cancer to sleep? It puts cancer to sleep. It doesn't even get you high. It just puts you to sleep. There's also the THCA. Pain relief. Don't need any more opioids. Does that come from the vegetation state? It, it certainly does. You clearly know your botanicals. You know your Alta California botanicals. Yes, and there's also a CB, high CBD and a mixture of both high THC and CBD. That's right. Helps with the shaky shakies. If you have anxiety, go with the CBD. If you like to get high, go with the THC. Go with it all. Go to your local dispensary and ask for it by name. Alta California botanicals. Or go to tryalta.com. If you give them your medical prescription, you can get two weeks for free. Alta! <laughs> Absolutely. Try Alta.com. Hey, you psychedelic junkies. Need something to do Tuesday, March 1st? Well, get your ass on out to the Golden Bull in Oakland at 8 p.m. For a stellar lineup of psychedelic rock, brought to you by Subliminal SF, featuring War Cloud, Cloud Catcher of Denver, and Skunk. 
Then, Thursday, March 31st, check out Seattle Band, UN, Hissing, and Cardinal Worm. Also, another band to be announced. Same place, same time. $8. Funeral Doom is the genre. For complete listings and more information, visit subliminalsf.com or check them out on Facebook. See you there. What's up, San Francisco? The SF Eagle Bar is proud to sponsor the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. The SF Eagle is about to celebrate its third year anniversary since reopening under new ownership and new management. We are historically a gay leather bar, and now we cater to the queer LGBT community. As well as our allies by hosting fundraisers for local nonprofits and events to celebrate love and equality. I ain't got no dick, but I love the Eagle. Yeah, you do. Located at 398 12th Street at Harrison Street and open every single goddamn day. So check www.sf-eagle.com for calendar of events. And we will see you 3-3-16, by the way, opening day of our special Midnight Comedy Showcase for the Mutiny Comedy Festival. i see you guys there. Hell yeah. Industrial Metal's taking over! Golden Bull in Oakland. April 5th, with the Death Kings of L.A., Genocide Skin, Ort Cloud, and other bands to be announced. 8 p.m., $8, all industrial metal. They come again on April 15th to see some noise rock. The other band on Earth will be there. Jerkagram of L.A. will be there. And Love Moon. Same place, different time. 9 p.m., 7 bucks. Brought to you by Subliminal SF. For complete listings and more information, visit subliminalsf.com. Or check them out on Facebook at facebook.com slash subliminalsf. is a proud sponsor of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. We appreciate how comedians are, well, they're poor, and they need a delicious and inexpensive alternative to craft beer. Now, that's why every Pabst Blue Ribbon is affordable and accessible to even the dirtiest of dickbag comedians, allowing them to be in public at a bar interacting with people they probably shouldn't, like women. So go buy your favorite comedian a PBR. They need the encouragement that someone 
somewhere cares what they have to say. Pabst Blue Ribbon, keeping comedians funny with classically delicious flavor since 1844, which is crazy because it was America's best in 1993. Tony's box hole. Let the brainwash the mighty brainwash. Oh, yes, we got them jokes. Seven nights a week. Sponsored by True Hunt. into sunlight out of UK primitive man of Denver and cult leader Salt Lake City 8pm $10 July 15th brought to you by Subliminal SF That's the end of the break. Yeah. Exciting things are happening tonight at Pip Test's Comedy Clubhouse. Why? Because it's raining outside. And I understand that people cannot smoke pot outside when it's raining. So we're making a special, special okay thingy where we are smoking pot inside now. So um, everybody's cool in this space. I'll keep packing the bowls. We're going to pack bowls. We're going to laugh. You guys are going to laugh so hard at your first comedian of the second set of Pamtastics. She's been out of she's been out of commission for a while. She's been chilling on her space on her own time, which is rad. And we are super excited to have her back here at Mutiny Radio. I can't wait to hear her set. You guys are gonna love her so much. Clap your hands wildly, everybody. It's Angela Julian. <laughs> Hi, everyone. My name is Angela Julian. Um, I appear to be a woman. 
Uh, and like most creatures on this earth who are women, I have a string of ex-boyfriends who believe that I am the crazy one in our relationships. I have never been the crazy one in a relationship. Never. I have been the creepy one in every relationship. I mean, I can give you an example. Um, I was at the apartment, uh, sitting on my bed, waiting for my new boyfriend to show up. Completely high, out of my mind on mushrooms. Sorry, mushroom, just the one. <laughs> and um, I realized, sitting on my bed in my underwear, that I could not see if he got to the front door of our apartment. So I had to leave my room. And so to get to, I got to the front door of, of our, my apartment, and I still can't see if he's arrived on the street. So to get to the street from the front door of my apartment, we have to go through this murder hallway. There's no lights up above. There's exposed wiring everywhere. And in the corner, there's this stain that's probably Dr. Pepper, but it's definitely someone's lifeblood. And so I go to the front door, and I'm standing at the front door, just opening it just a little bit. Is he here yet? No, 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 no. No, he's not. I can't do this. Somebody's going to see me. It's going to be so creepy. But what if he's here now? No, 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 no. He's not here yet. That's ridiculous. It's only been like 30 seconds. Angela, he can't. But what if now? I did this for 30 minutes. He arrived in 15. And later, when I was sober, I'm sitting in my room going, why did you do that, Angela? Nobody does that. You don't do that, Angela. That's creepy. You don't do that. But I do do that. Every day. <laughs> when I come home from work and I decide that I have to tell my, my roommate absolutely anything, I walk up to her door, open it just a little bit like... Hey, so I cleaned out the hair trap in the, in the bathtub, and when I cleaned it out, it sort of looked alive, and I realized that if it's alive, it's made of your hair and my hair, and if it's alive and it's made from us, it's our child, and I can't get rid of our child, so it's still in the bathtub, and I really think that you should go tell it you're proud. Close the door, or I'll come back and I'll say, like, hey, so um, I made a decision. Uh, when you die, I'm going to uh, take an acorn, and I'm going to put it in your mouth, and I'm going to close it, and I'm going to sew up your lips. And so that when you're buried where I bury you, a tree will erupt from your school, and me and the children and the community can enjoy you together forever. <laughs> or... Hey, I was thinking for Christmas I have all these teeth and I was wondering if you wanted a necklace made of my wisdom teeth for Christmas. I thought it would be just really maybe a thoughtful thing. Notice I keep doing this. That means I'm closing the door. This poor woman gets no response to the things I'm saying at her. So she has to run down the murder hallway to the front door kick it open and say, excuse me, 
I would like a necklace made out of your teeth. <laughs> and I'll give you one made out of mine and we'll be best friends together. Forever. Because that's what love is. Exchanging bodily solids. Um, ladies, how are you doing? <laughs> ladies, ladies, ladies. If you want to get in my Mercedes. Um, I am feeling fucking terrible. <laughs> oh, I'm at that point in my period where I just kind of want to like, get a corkscrew and just get up in that cervix, pop that girl out, <laughs> collect all the blood and pain into the wine bottle I emptied earlier for courage. Pop a cork back in, put that on the shelf, save it for my blood magics later. <laughs> Did puberty convince anyone else that curses were real? Someone specifically on this earth hates me, and they've done this. <laughs> I found them once. Um, <laughs> I did. I, I came into a little bit of money recently. Uh, I actually did it by, by, by eliminating some bills out of my life. Uh, my phone got turned off, and I got evicted, so that freed up a lot of funds. <laughs> uh, so I went to the Nordstrom's to get some nice clothes, because uh, you know, you're supposed to dress for the job that you want, not the job you have. Because it's not a real job anyways, Angela. And, you know, we expected so much more from you, Angela. <laughs> and if only you had like, finished community college, Angela. But my stepmother digresses. Um, and so I'm going to this place, and I'm, going, I'm looking at the Nordstrom's for the nice dresses that you might wear to a rich person's funeral because the job I want is wealthy widow. And I pick up all of these expensive dresses that are supposed to look good. They look good on the rack. Um, and I bring them to the dressing room with me, and I'm putting on expensive potato sack over expensive potato sack after expensive potato sack. And every single thing I put on makes it look like my flesh is hanging precariously from my bones. It's hiding every. There's some good parts. There are good parts, and they're gone. Makes me look like a corpse that's been in water for too long. <laughs> and uh, so I'm, there's only so many times you can put on a potato sack before the tears start coming. So I'm crying in the dressing room of the Nordstrom's rack looking at the mirror because so everything's wrong. Something's clearly wrong. Uh, the mirror is clearly wrong. And I look closely at it and I realize it's enchanted. So I take off my expensive shoe, and I hit the glass, and the mirror shatters, and behind it is the fucking puberty wizard. <laughs> <laughs> Angela, I've taken all your tits and your ass and your waist, and I've photoshopped them onto myself. You'll never catch me. <laughs> Smoke bomb goes off. He's disappeared. <laughs> I'm in the same place I was left, sitting, crying in the Nordstrom's rack dressing room. Only thing to read is the tags from these expensive dresses. Only thing those say is like, dry clean only, do not press, wash in light colors. And those are the normal runes that they have on those, but there are new symbols on these tags. And I realize that these aren't just cursed dresses. These are his fucking horcruxes. <laughs> If I take these 10 dresses and I burn them, we can all have self-worth again. <laughs> so I grabbed them all up, hobbling, because I broke the heel on that shoe when I broke the mirror. 
And I go up to the register and I throw them down and I go, I'm going to fucking save us all. Burn them. And the woman at the register says, that'll be $3,500. And I want to apologize to all of you. It's going to be potato sacks for us for the rest of our lives. I don't have the money to do that. The beauty magazines win, everyone. Woo! No self-worth for anyone. <laughs> Pam, did you know that I love you? Thank you. Pam, I need you to know something very, very important to me. You're not like the mother that I never had. You're exactly like my own mother. <laughs> Meaning that I've never seen you not drunk. <laughs> I wanted you to know. Uh, I don't think that you've been on methamphetamines, but amphetamines in general, probably. Uh, and I just want to thank you for being there uh, as a role model. Everything I've always wanted to be. Um, anything I could have ever hoped for. Uh, I want to thank you all tonight. My name is, has been Angela Julian. It will continue to be Angela Julian when I get off the stage. Please give it up for our host, Pam Benjamin. Yay! Role model of the Angela Julian. Hanging out in uh, everybody's uh, dressing room. It's nice that you can afford to try clothes on. That's so great. <laughs> That's nice. I haven't been able to do that since I was in junior high. My parents were paying for my clothes. Yay. I asked them to buy me a pair of shoes, and they were like, here, we'll give you some. And I was like, oh, my mom wore these two years ago, right? They're, I'm wearing my mom's shoes, you guys. It's okay. They're Clarks. I'm excited. She, she thought they were ugly. I'm like, my feet don't get wet in the rain because <laughs> they have like a little two-inch heel. Yay, Angela Julian. Yay. Yay. Our next comedian comes from L.A. Whoa. Woo. And that's very exciting. I'm excited, too, because I've never heard his jokes before. That's what happens when people come from out of town. Put your hands together for Jeff Albert. That, I mean, like, that's perfect to me. <laughs> it's that, like you said, I, I'm in Los Angeles, and I've been offered weed twice in the hour I've been here, and I, everyone's smoking weed in the public in Los Angeles, but nobody's offering it to anybody. <laughs> I don't I'm not, I'm not going to smoke it anyways, but it's just like, you know, it would be nice if you ask. Uh, it's cool, though. Like, I, everybody, okay, so... I just noticed that if you're in San Francisco and you tell someone you're from LA, they go, oh, I love LA. It's like, that's great, but uh, San Francisco, it's, it's better. And you go, ah, you joke, nah, LA is better. And then they go, no, San Francisco is better than LA. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> didn't really, I don't have an opinion that much, but I love San Francisco, so thanks for having me, guys. <laughs> uh, thanks for no thanks. Uh, it's exciting here. Everyone uh, is in in Los Angeles. Not so exciting. Uh, everyone's pretty boring. To be honest with you, it's a pretty shitty town. Everyone's uh, boring. I have you guys ever met somebody so boring that they may as well just be an inanimate object? 
Like I had to break it the news to the to my buddy the other day. He's like, "Dude, I'm not boring." I'm like, "Mike, I don't know how to tell you this. Uh, you're a toaster. <laughs> you're just you're a toaster, Mike." He's like, "I'm not. A, I, I'm not a toaster. Becky's a toaster. No, Mike. Becky's a George Foreman grill. Okay." <laughs> Is that a peanut butter jar, weed jar, cap, weed jar, cap, smuckers, jelly. There we go. That's cool. <sighs> okay. <laughs> okay, this is fun. Um, my uh, my mom's here. Give it up for my mom. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's a she's a, she's a real hippie. My mom. Uh, anybody got a hippie mom? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we could tell the, the hair. Um, my damage is on the inside. Um, <laughs> when I was a hippie, uh, also a hypocrite. Uh, she went some, when I was 13 years old, she's like, Jeff, I want you to know before you get into drugs, I've done them all, okay? I've done every single drug, Don't eat, more than you can imagine. Uh, then I grow up and I'm 19 years old. I got caught smoking weed in my dorm and my mom calls me up and she's crying. And I'm like, mom, are these, are these happy tears? Are you proud of me? Did I live up to it? And she's like, I can't believe you would do this. This is awful. I'm like, mom, uh, remember when you did crack? You remember that? Remember all the other drugs you did? You probably not. Yeah, you don't. <laughs> okay. Uh, I I mean, if my mom hated me, I wouldn't be surprised. Wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> On the inside. She okay. I, I anyway, we were all pieces of shit when we were 13 years old. I mean, I was 13 years old once. If I have kids and they turn 13, I think what I'm gonna do is like I'm gonna leave, and then I'm just gonna be. I'll see you in five years. And I'll come back, and they're like, people were like, did your dad leave you? No. He just took a break. <laughs> they're just awful people. They're scary people. 13-year-old kids, 12 to 14, get the fuck out of my face. You know what I mean? Like, I, w I was walking down the street, and this kid, he just sees me, and he just says, fuck, he just th this. And he just follows me all the way, all the way down the street, and so I, what, am I do, what I do is I have a defense mechanism. I just walk with my head down. Jeff, do not engage. Do not engage. Hey, flower girl. Okay, don't, don't pay attention. F hey, flower girl. Push, Jeff. One more block. Hey, what's a flower girl? You are, dude. Okay. <laughs> I feel like doing that act out. This is so much effort in this, in this room. <laughs> okay. Uh. Has anybody ever been to a sex show? Yay. I didn't need to ask. <laughs> this may as well be one. Uh, they're not perfect. <laughs> I, w I only went, I went to one, but not by choice. It was like, I, you know, and you're in your codependent, you know that feeling? Okay, that's what happened. So my friends were going to this, we were in Amsterdam, they're like, we're going to the show. And I was like, no, don't leave me. And so I went to the show with them. And uh, 
we get there. They're like, welcome to the show. We got three seats over here and one seat over here. And I'm like, I guess that's me. I'm the one seat, aren't I? And they're like, yep, fuck you, later. And I go sit by myself. And then the show starts. And uh, first act, what's the first act? <laughs> you raise your hand like you've been to a show. You know, first act's always doggy style to get it out of the way. Uh, so they get into it, they, they do it, and they start fucking it on And I'm. Hats off. I mean, we're doing this now. This is, I didn't know. That, I mean, it's real. And I, uh, <laughs> I just hung out, hung in the pocket, let it happen. And then that ended. And then the next act came on. And man, I thought this was my rock bottom. But this girl comes out and she's wearing a, like a, a tropical bikini. And she's like Russian. And she's like, she's like, for my act, they will need volunteers. She's got like muscles and it's like, well, are we wrestling? <laughs> I don't want this. She goes and she starts picking people and she goes into the crowd and she goes, <laughs> you are perfect. And she picks me on the stage and I don't want to be here. I don't want, I don't, I even know why I'm here. This is the worst thing in the world. And now I'm on stage. And so she goes, all right, you guys got to dance. She goes, she goes, you first. Cause obviously why not? Uh, I go and I dance. I mean, I'm not going to show you. I'm a great dancer. But uh, <laughs> it's not that, whatever that. Uh, and I do it. And then, so she's picking the people to go. And I'm standing in the back of the stage. And there's an Australian guy next to me. And he's like, fucking can't or whatever they say. And uh, I'm like, dude, we got to go. And he's like, fucking hey, can't. We got to go. And I'm like, okay. And uh, so I, I lead the way. And I, I head off stage. And I, and I, I'm just going to, I mean, there's only one thing that I saw. It was just pure blackness and then a, a large, white, hard penis. I said it. It's a hard penis. Just sit, it's floating in the air. And I was like, we should go back on stage. And I, and I ran back on stage, and then I ran into the crowd. And apparently, it was a guy in a gorilla suit with a boner. I don't know if he's next or if he's coming on in this act, but he comes on, he chases us all off stage, and we all run into the audience. And, 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 and he's, he's hitting people in the front row. It's not, it's not a good situation. And, uh, he, he, and then so the lady's like, you ruined my show, no, no, no. And uh, they like locked the doors in the back, and they're like, we're gonna finish this. And she goes out and she picks every single one of us that was on stage, there's like eight of us, and she picks us, up and she's like but she goes you stand here and i stand in front of the stage and she just puts a banana in her vagina <sighs> and she goes you take bites <laughs> and then so i'm like all right I'll, I'll go first and then she goes no no everybody else gets to take a bite and then she goes this bite is yours and uh I guess that's how I lost my virginity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, you guys drink. You guys are drinking tonight, right? Hell yeah, dude! We got a PBR machine in the back. That's great. Is there a dying baby? I don't know what that noise was. Um, shouldn't have said dead babies. That was weird. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad that you're drinking. It's, uh, you guys should be drinking, but I just think if you're drinking, you should be careful. Don't drive, drink and drive. Uh, for, I mean, I always like Uber or Lyft uh, when I'm drinking. 
but I get complaints from my passengers like every time. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, it, I, I offer gum. I offer water. <laughs> I want five stars. That's what I'm trying to say. I, I, I'll leave with this. The, uh, you guys... You guys heard of this guy, uh, of, uh, what's his name, Con Kanye West? You guys know this guy? You Kanye West? You know him? Uh, I think it's Kanye West. <laughs> Kanye West, okay, you know him, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus. Oh, yeah, the Kiwi. The Kiwi yeast pro uh, infection. Um, I, got, I had an opportunity to meet Kanye. Uh, like, I work as an assistant, I got to be an assistant's assistant. And so she's like, all right. She comes in and she goes, listen to me. She hates me off the bat. She goes, listen to me, okay? <laughs> she thinks, okay, the, her opinion of me immediately is, you're kale for the first time. I don't like you, okay? <laughs> she, she goes, you're going to go get lunch. You're going to bring it back. Don't do anything stupid. I go, <laughs> no problem. I go, I get the lunch. I bring it back. And then she goes, okay, next thing, you're going to bring the lunch into this office. I don't really know who's on the other side of these doors. So I go in, and it's Spike Jones, and he's like one of my idols, and then Kanye West, who I don't fucking care about. And, uh, and then she goes, okay, give him their lunch. And I'm like, okay. So I give Spike Jones his lunch, and then I go to give Kanye his lunch. And she's standing behind him, and she goes, don't fucking say anything. If you say anything, I'll fucking kill you. I swear to God, I'll run you out of this town. I don't even know what that means, but I'll do it. And I was like, <laughs> okay, and I'm giving him a salad. And what I want to say is, uh, what'd you, what'd you order, F fish fillet? <laughs> is that, that what you ordered? But I didn't. But I, but I, I just gave him a salad, and then I give him like his mint lemonade. Because when you're Kanye West, have a mint lemonade. And then he goes, he goes, ha! No, he goes, there's no straw. And I'm like, oh no! And so I run across the street, and I go into this, this coffee shop, and I grab a handful of straws. He's like, you can't have those straws. I'm like, these are for Kanye. <laughs> He's like, you got to order something. I'm like, I'll take the fish fillet. Okay, that's it for me. Thanks, guys. And I thought Kanye West was an airline. Sorry, that's a, that's a Paul Sanford joke. I can't take credit for that myself. That's actually a Paul Sanford joke, which makes me sad to say. Oh, Jesus. Your next comedian is a regular at the punchline. He's fucking hysterical. You guys are going to lose your minds for Roman Leo. I bought this jacket in Berkeley, Pam. Who am I gonna kill? Mm, I like that your socks say beer. I'm happy to be here. I got too many things. Um, happy to be here, you guys. Uh, this is one of the rare. I mean, there's a couple people I don't know here, but uh, it was one of those rare moments when I walked into a, a place that has comedy, and every single person I knew, I actually liked in the room. It was so. I mean. Comedy is usually like a Buddhist exercise of trying to figure out how to not hate people. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right? But this is a great bunch tonight. I'm afraid, I'm a, like, I'm like, I want to get here with enough before. Who knows what the poop put their dick in the sausages? You know, like, <laughs> I want to get here early. 
for the free food, you guys. I seriously, if I brought that tray of sausages home, I would eat all of it before midnight. <laughs> you know, I have a binge eating disorder, you guys. Right? It'll get you reflux. It'll and it, but it, interesting when you have a binge eating disorder is that it's impossible to get pizza back up. It just hmm. Yeah. So that's I don't know. I I'm inspired. She's got her frown on. I'm sorry that everybody's sensitive to your facial demeanor. I'm going to look at Pam. This is, uh, <laughs> Pam makes me laugh. You just make me laugh looking at you. Look at you. Your, your socks has beer on it. It's just, you know, you ever do stand up like it's the only, uh, your only reason to live. Anybody else? This right. It's hard to be happy, you guys. I was thinking about like, you know, how you bring notes on stage. Maybe if I do like this, I'll just pretend like I'm pointing. Um, remember childhood, right? <laughs> Cotton candy, that, that slip and slide that led to the pedophile's house. Remember childhood? I don't know. I used to always want cotton candy. I'd be at the fair just looking at it, all fucking glistening and, and solid or, or wiry or whatever. And then my, and then, you know, and then my dad wouldn't buy me any. That was, right? I don't know. I'm not going to do anything funny, so don't worry. Um. I don't know. I had a job. I had a, my first job ever. Uh, I was uh, I, I was for harvesting squid brains. I was 12 years old, and uh, harvesting squid brains for Carl Fath's uh, protein experiments in my dad's lab. <laughs> right? <laughs> it's just freezing squid brains and liquid nitrogen. Nitrogen. He paid me uh, three dollars an hour. And uh, he was always, my dad's like, uh, not, he's just be like, you don't need long division. Academia is bullshit. Who left the radioactive tray out? So I was like, this is bullshit. I'm going to get a job as a dishwasher. And, and I did. And within two weeks, I had the chefs feeding me rum and Cokes. So that, uh, that was 13. Um, uh, thank you, Raj. Um, <laughs> you have a, the laugh of a sedated chipmunk um for <laughs> a case of hiccups i like it i like it it's cool right yes jobs is crazy um i got a shipment of lube recently right don't i look like i was born in an adult bookstore right what's this what's with this thing with two ends is this a birthday gift it looks like an eel why does this dildo have teeth you know like um, I gotta with enough with enough lube you can do anything. That's right. You can spill a bottle on the floor and uh, fall down and just think about all the mistakes you made in your life. You know, like <laughs> right? It'll it'll facilitate that a little, little lube slide. Um, yeah, I love it. I yeah, I bought this jacket in Berkeley. I don't know, it was at a boutique on in Elmwood, right? That's right. I'm really. That's funny to me, right? I should have, it should be army surplus or something. I feel it's sad that like all, I feel like all my friends that live in cars are a little crazy. Um. <laughs> um, yeah, they named me Roman because they were like, they were like, we want him to be masculine, you know, give him a masculine name. If I was gonna be a girl, they were gonna name me Claude because they were like, we want her to be masculine, you know? <laughs> Being being a white male does not naturally give you the skills to graduate college. 
Uh, no. No, the best way to tell your mom that you failed out of school is by accumulating a shit ton of parking tickets. Right? <laughs> and then when she starts yelling you at you at the tow yard trying to get your car out, you just drop that bomb on her. Like, not now, mom. I just failed out of school. You know? Right? And then you punch your mom in the face and you're king of the tow yard. Sure, you punched a cripple, but that's what democracy is. Trump. <laughs> Trump. Trump. One enthusiast. Uh, they have this thing in Oakland. I drove by again, you guys. I've never been in. It's called God's Gym. It's like a workout church. Yeah, right? It's like a, a place for people to talk about Jesus and get swole, you know? Just, it's got to be hard to get a spot at God's Gym because God helps those who help themselves, you know? It's got to be it's got to be tough to work out at God's gym. Like God's everywhere. He takes all the machines, right? <laughs> right? He's so ripped. God works out in mysterious ways for muscle confusion. You know? <laughs> See, that's effective stand up. And I'm sad that the rest of the shit that I write is not. Um fucking I have a friend named Andrew Arofalo, and he's Asian, and I'm just like that is a sad name for an Asian guy. Like, right? Just have him call you Dre or something. <laughs> Never, John Gallagher. Never play strip poker with a homeless guy. They always win. You can't beat a guy with seven layers and a backpack wardrobe. No. That's the key to being homeless, I think. Wear layers in case you get stabbed in the chest. Where's Frosty? Where's Frosty? Where is he? Where, you know, don't they say the old adage? They say that you're the sum of your friends. In which case that I'm a slightly overweight narcissist with magnificent boobs, uh, you know, <laughs> right? Jokes. You need friends. You need friends. You ever try to go swimming without a buddy? No, you gotta have buddy system. What if you, what if you get eaten by a shark? Huh? There's gotta be somebody there to witness that. Go back, report, say no. He did not drown himself like you expected. It was a shark. You know, and then he can. You need a buddy at your funeral to be there to fight off all your other comedians' friends from trying to fuck your girlfriend. I'm not saying that any of you guys would be interested, but there's at least one of you weirdos. Um, I'm weird too. Sorry. Superman looks like a bird fucked a plane. <laughs> Innocence lost. I know I'm weird and uh, I'm reading my phone and uh, they say that it, uh, they say you have to have unwavering confidence to do that do this and it's not true <laughs> this is this is fun I just um, like I said I love everybody here but it is sad when people start talking about how they quit drinking and it's just like it makes the whole like alcohol adult children's of alcoholics meeting feeling like even more poignant you know what I mean Right, but here we can tell our stories and uh, and and it's good and then uh, right and it doesn't matter. I I for one added some flavor to a show last night by bombing, which I f I feel is like what the audience needed a little bit of that to s to see that as part of the show. It was intentional, you guys. Um, <laughs> right, and that is that is all I have prepared for the evening. You've heard my other jokes. I do uh, the the thing. You remember uh, just for the last thing for these two.
uh, I recently went to uh, a Whole Foods. They have this thing in the bathroom called the Dyson Airblade, right? It's one of these Japanese-influenced hand dryers you put your hand in, right? Pretty cool electronics technology. Pretty cool, right? First time I saw it, I thought it was a urinal. <laughs> your dick comes out really dry, though. Bone dry. I like to get my dick dried, son. I do. An additional tag. Thank you guys very much. He's done. I just put $2 into the beer machine and it's done too. There's no beers left in that. I put the money in the machine and there was no beer that came out. That's why I was like, Roman Leo was funny, but I was trying to look for my next beer. <laughs> my name's Pam Benjamin, and that's what I'm doing right now. If you guys didn't notice, I have a PBR tattoo on my neck. That's why I'm looking for my PBR, you guys. Did you not know about that? Oh, no, I guess she found one for me. How'd that work? Amazing. Magic. Nothing will be as magical as your next comedian. There is nothing as magical as your next comedian. I'm not fucking around. Your next comedian is... I've been in comedy for four and a half years, and the first time I saw comedy was because of this guy. Oh, don't leave. You guys are going to fucking freak out. He is like... He is the magic that brings San Francisco comedy together. Don't, he is so funny. You can't even handle it. You get to smoke pot inside. He's the funniest person alive. I, yeah, lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it in. Because your next comedian is not... He is the most amazing comedian. He's, my, he's like my favorite comedian in San Francisco. You guys, clap wildly. It's Joe Gorman. Four time for Pam. Oh, shit. Yeah, right out of the gate. Yeah, any other country, they'd arrest you for this shit, but this is America, damn it. The most controversial fucking comedian in the room. Like, smoking weed on stage, walking audience members before I even get on stage. They're like, this guy's trouble to begin with. I can feel it. Like, I feel like the fucking hairs are standing on my arm right now. We gotta get out of here. I'm gonna be offended. Yeah, we're gonna fucking make some shit happen. We're, what happens here tonight at Mutiny Radio is gonna make what happened in Chicago look like a cakewalk. Alright? You think, you think Donald Trump started some shit in Chicago? You ain't seen nothing yet, dude. We're blowing up terrestrial airwaves right now. Who said radio's dead? It's fucking back, all right? When was the last time a podcast worked you into a frenzy? Live radio, dude. Live goddamn radio. Do my eyes deceive me or are the phone lines just blowing up right now? We'll take a caller in Chicago. Go fuck yourself. I know your city's on fire, man. I don't give a fuck, dude. In SF, we just shut down the streets, man. That's how we fucking roll. Take a page from our book, man. They're killing people in Chicago, man. It's out of fucking control. 
We got other problems, though, man. We're surviving El Nino, dude. We risked our lives. There was a torrential goddamn downpour earlier today. Didn't stop the power of comedy, though. We still came out in droves to, to laugh and have a good time, dude. Even though, yeah, even though this weather fucks up all of my weekend plans, man. Like, I have my, I was getting, I'm getting like healthy, I'm being healthy, man. I'm getting drunk in parks on the weekend, but now I can't because everything's fucking flooded, man. Like, that's the best thing about being 31 is when I get drunk in a park, nobody fucking suspects it. They just assume I'm gonna make charcoal drawings of nature or some shit like that. Not at all, man. I feel like fucking Pocahontas all in tune with nature, drinking red wine at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, and then just blacking out for a few hours, waking up shirtless and sweating like, oh, did I just CrossFit? Uh, I think I CrossFit right now. Taking on the CrossFit community after a long-winded opening joke. That's just the way I roll, baby. Just the way I roll. Thankfully... Thankfully, though, this rain provides me my second most favorite thing to do, which is just absolutely nothing. Ah! Oh, so good, just doing nothing, sitting on your couch, just getting stoned off legal marijuana, not doing nothing, man. Like, let me tell you something. It is like almost 10 o'clock at night. If you're telling me I wouldn't be wearing an avocado face mask if I wasn't doing stand-up comedy, I'm calling you a liar right here, right now, man. Love opening up those pores late at night. Avocado face scrub, I'm all about it, man. I even have an ideal inside wardrobe, you know, just an XXXL shirt that modestly hangs below the knees. No need for pants with an XXXL shirt. Not ready to make the full commitment of Moomoo, but I'll wear some of my dad's hand-me-downs. I'm getting there. I'm like one back injury away from getting a rascal scooter full time. She's back. Oh shit, sorry about that. I know, they came back and I barricaded the door. I didn't even know my own strength. You see how effortlessly I picked up that mic stand? Other people can't get in when I put that shit down. Thor's hammer. I'm gonna close that door because I'm getting a backdraft because I'm wearing this skimpy little number. Anyway. Yeah. We're feeling all right, we're keeping it loose. We're keeping it loose. Anyway, as for my favorite XXXL shirt, I am glad you asked, captivated audience. I got one! It's my most inspiring big dog shirt. It's, yeah. People already know where I'm going with this one. It's the one that says, if you can't run with the big dogs, then stay on the porch. Ah! Yes, exactly. Walt Whitman himself could not have composed a finer sentence in the English language. Like, that is what I'm gonna have on my tombstone, one. And those words are enough to bring tears to any war veteran's eyes. But the Big Dogs Company knows what they're dealing with. They go a step up. They give you a visual on top of it. In the foreground, you have this majestic ass big dog just <laughs> running through an open field with the wind blowing through his fur, just the way God envisioned all of his big dogs to be. And then in the background, you got this piece of shit dog sitting on the porch, years of selective breeding ruining any chance of him 
running with the aforementioned big dogs. Get used to being carried around in a purse, asshole. This is your life forever. So I got the avocado face mask on. I got my big dog shirt on. I'm eating dark chocolate because I heard that they were high in antioxidants. And why the fuck would a woman's health magazine lie to me? You know? And I'm spending the entire evening doing absolutely nothing but fucking up my ex-girlfriend's Netflix recommendations. Yeah, just doing everything in my power to make her regret not changing the password when she had the chance. 2016, this is the face of cyber terrorism. Soak it in, man. I get aggressive on that motherfucker. I'm in there, I'm perusing. I see, oh, this movie stars Sandra Bullock? One star rating, you know, like. This movie features Arnold Schwarzenegger murdering people and commenting on it in a hilarious manner. Oh, five-star rating, absolutely, you know? Now Netflix isn't gonna recommend A Walk to Remember. It's gonna fucking recommend Bloodsport with Jean-Claude Van Damme. Street Fighter with Jean-Claude Van Damme. You guys see the theme here? Jean-Claude Van Damme, I miss my woman. It's fucking hard, dude. Dare I bear my soul on stage for a heartbeat? Yeah, I think I'm going there, man. It's tough dealing with the breakup and having shitty friends just make it even worse. Like, this is how I find out all of my friends are psychopaths based on the information on how to deal with the heartbreak that they give me. Like, they say, Joe. They say, Joe. This is actually perfect. I'm gonna pantomime. I rarely put the mic in the stand. Normally I fucking hold it like a gavel controlling order, but this time we're fucking pantomiming. I'm moving my hands around. I'm holding a pipe, dude. I'm gonna hit it, dude. So, okay, imagine I'm in a smoking circle, all of that 70s show. I'm pouring my heart out to my friends. Now, I'm going transitioning from Joe Gorman, amazing comedian, to Joe Gorman's friend, shitty civilian, all right? So here we go. Oh, I'm transforming. Oh, I'm like fucking, I was, I was gonna say, uh, I was, I'm blanking on his name, but the guy who played Zorro, uh, Anthony Banderas, yeah, Antonio Banderas. Like a young Antonio Banderas, that transition. Joe, you know what I would do? Next time your girl texts you, the only thing you write back is new phone, who dis? <laughs> D-I-S. Like the proverbial diss I'm giving her. Fucking just, another hit, okay, yeah. New phone, who did this? Like the proverbial diss I'm giving her, like, hey, guess what? I'm not buying you roses and chocolates every goddamn day. I got some disposable income. I bought a new phone. It came with a new SIM card. Didn't sync up my contacts. New phone, who this? It's like the perfect fucking comeback. I was like, oh, that is... Ah, oh, you should work for the government because you could be a five-star general with that tactician-like directness of it. I love it. That's the perfect comeback. So I'm, now I just need to wait for my girl to send me a text, and then I can have that amazing comeback. So I'm waiting, and I'm waiting, and I'm waiting, and she never fucking 
texts me, you guys. She, she moved on somehow, and she's able to do it like a functioning human without needing to be negative towards an ex. I'm not going to let a gem like new phone who dis just fall to the wayside. I'm, I'm going to do something about it. Unprompted, 3.30 in the morning, I send her a little text, new phone, who dis? <laughs> Boom! Game changer. I win. Walk away. We're fucking, that's like the equivalent of just knocking the chessboard and all the pieces off the table. Like, I won. Or so I thought. <laughs> Few hours later, I get a response, and she sends a text, and it says, new phone, who dis? She fucking turned it back on me, you guys. Burned me with my own fire. Captivated and an odd silence. I probably shouldn't have built myself up as such a hero earlier because that just casts her as such a fucking villain. Like, why would you not fall back in love with this charming man? Just be cool, right, guys? It's fine. Mom and I are going to get back together. Don't worry about it. This is just a transition apartment right now. We're going to have family vacation soon. Remember those lies your parents would tell you? They left. <coughs> I walked them. Oh shit! All right, let's. Uh, like I'm, I'm weird. Like uh, my friends are. <clears throat> oh, there we go. All right, we got that out of our system. Good. A lot of my friends are growing up now. Like all of my friends that I fucking went to high school with, they're adults. Like they can tie ties without consulting YouTube. They know what a 401k is. They wear button down shirts because they want to, man. It's crazy, exactly, exactly. I don't get it either, you know? I'm on Instagram, I'm plugged into the net. I enjoy photographs of women in workout gear. I'm doing my thing, scrolling through the feed, and all of a sudden, my ex-coke dealer posts a video of a fully assembled baby crib with the hashtag winning. Like, what the fuck? Like, what happened to the man that I loved, right, you guys? Like, what's going on? Why are we growing up now? It's so weird. Like, people own houses now. Like, they own houses, and I'm pumped because I started paying for an online pornography account because that's my genius way to start building good credit. Like, that's how I'm doing it. That's my two-pronged approach, man. I do everything, man. I'm all about building good credit. Like, I order a lot of shit uh, online. I just do all online shopping now. And that's the best, man. I'm an introvert. Like, I get hungry. I get a rumbly in my tumbler. I'm not going into the kitchen and fucking kneading dough and, 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 and cutting up a chicken and fucking turning on an oven like some kind of animal, some kind of sophisticated animal. I'm not doing that, man. I'm firing up my laptop, logging on to Twitter, and sending a pizza emoji to the geniuses at Domino's Pizza because they have it all figured out. Like Domino's and the NSA kind of came together to extract all of your personal information that all you need to do is send them a pizza emoji. They will log into your Facebook, take your personal information, send it up into the cloud, and 45 minutes to three and a half hours later, Delicious Domino's pizza is delivered to your front door. It is unbelievable. Like, that's why I love the Domino's pizza tracker. Whoever invented it deserves a Nobel Peace Prize because they found a way 
to fucking cut out the middleman of me drunkenly explaining to a 19-year-old at 2 o'clock in the afternoon what goes on my pizza. It's great, you know? And it gives you play-by-play steps of how your pizza is being made. I'm plugged in. I'm locked into my computer screen at all times, you know? 9.15 p.m., John is kneading the dough. Like, fuck yeah, John. Put that English lit degree to good use. That's what I like to see, you know? 9.20 p.m., Marcus, put your pizza in the oven. Like, hell yeah, Marcus. Crank up the heat on that oven. I like that za fucking bubbly, son. (laughs) Finally, 9.45 p.m., Steven is on the way with your pizza. Well, pedal to the goddamn metal, Steven. Remember your delivery boy oath. 30 minutes or less or death. Remember that shit in the 80s? Domino's drunk on power just said, hey, if the delivery boy is late, you can legally kill him. We'll worry about it later. We're Domino's. We're a faceless, heartless corporation. It's wonderful, man. I love it. And you know what? It gets better. You can leave comments to the people while they are making your food. How incredible is that? 